guys, welcome to our 50th episode of Bourbon and Blood. <laughs> Bourbon and Blood. <laughs> we did 50 of them finally. We did it. That's it. We're calling it quits. We did it. 50 episodes. We're here. Sweet 50. Danny, thank you. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. Uh, you've introduced me to a lot of good movies, like The Wicker Man, my one of my new favorites. I would like to get a tattoo of it. And speaking of tattoos, Danny. I have a fresh new ink today. You can see it on our Instagram, but I got Gremlins. Yeah, it's really good. It's Stripe and Gizmo, and it looks beautiful with popcorn all around it. Sam over at Signature and Ferndale. Seriously, Signature Tattoos, he Sam does it. He does it. He's amazing. He's but let's, awesome. Let's talk about Congo. Let's talk about Congo. This is my first time watching Congo. That's insane to me. It was really... I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. It was just, you know, like one of my... I love 90s movies so much. Yes. It's just... I, like, in the vein of Congo and... Like, Lake Placid and Anaconda, like, this is just kind of right in there with those freaky animal movies of the 90s. I loved it. I want to talk about that. So, Congo is not really considered a horror movie. No. However, Lake Placid, more people think of as a horror movie or Anaconda, but it's basically the same thing. It really is. It really is. It's a thriller with animals killing people. With a weird animal. I think people. maybe it just because it's a PG thirteen and they cut out a lot of the blood and I mean there's blood. I mean really there's not a lot of uh, attack of apes in this like they don't attack a whole lot in the movie like there's a few scenes but that's that's it there's not like repeated attacks throughout <laughs> the movie. Should have done know? more more monkey attacks. So, the intro of this movie is very Lion King. And there's I think a lot of birds. There's birds flying. There's epic, beautiful music playing. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. So, we start off with a guy who I was like, is that Bruce Campbell? No, that's not Bruce Campbell. Oh, it's Bruce Campbell. It's Bruce Campbell. I, I've never <clears> even <throat> seen this movie, and I knew Bruce Campbell was in it. I didn't know everybody else who was in it. I didn't know Laura Lindy was in it. I didn't know Tim Curry was in it. I didn't know Ernie fucking Hudson was in it. Yeah. Hell yeah. I didn't know the guy from Nip Tuck was in it. I didn't know Sweet Amy the animatronic gorilla was in it. <laughs> Not anim- animatronic. Yeah. Was it a pop person in it? Everyone, all the gorillas were played by people inside costumes. Oh, really? Oh, well, whoever did Amy was very good. I liked The Amy. only CGI that I could notice was when the volcano went off at the end. But we'll get yeah. to that. It was very bad. So. Yeah, well, yeah. So we had this expedition at Mount Makuna? Makanku? I didn't write any places or character names down. I, didn't really I just either. wrote Laura Linney a lot. <laughs> Laura Linney over and over. <laughs> Laura Linney and Guy from Nip Tuck. So Bruce Campbell, who's playing Charlie. They're looking for diamonds for some future. I was kind of confused because I was like, wait, are they mining for diamonds? Are they making lasers for weapons? Why do they need diamonds? Why are there lasers? They say diamonds for communication. Yeah, it was it was a little confusing. I mean, I guess you need diamonds for communication, apparently. For satellites, maybe. (laughs) This was a very 90s plot, let's say that. 
Uh, and all shit goes loose. We don't know what happens. You see an eyeball fly out. Yeah, Bruce Campbell's giving, like, a satellite presentation being televised, and then all of a sudden just... All hell. Yeah, it just gets disconnected. You see this weird figure, and then every... They, like, remotely turn the camera, right, from Houston, Texas, or wherever the fuck they are. Technology. And then they see, oh my god, the entire camp has been slaughtered. <laughs> slaughtered. So what's that shitty, I don't know the actor, the shitty boss. Yeah, he's just that guy. He always plays like some southern cop, usually. Yeah. Right? He's like that old, you know who he is, guys. You <laughs> yeah, know who he is. You know who he Think is. Think of that guy who plays the old southern cop, and it's that guy. I like how Laura Linney... Before she goes on this Congo expedition, is when they're talking about Charlie, she's like, I almost married him, for God's sake. I want more of a backstory. Yeah, you didn't get a backstory at all. And in that little scene where he was talking, the, the boss was talking to Laura Linney, I was like, wow, they really established the entire plot in that whole yeah. four minutes. They're like, we got character development, we know who's good, who's bad, like... <laughs> What you're doing, why you're going there, what has happened, why you need a fucking diamond. Really, I just needed them to explain why they needed the fucking diamonds. And, and he did. And he did. All right, so they, they explained the, the kind of main plot. But then we have all these million other subplots going on. Because then we get introduced to Peter, who's a trainer of monkeys. Apes. Apes, sorry. Uh, the guy from Nip Tuck. Yep. Bruce Campbell actually tried out for that role, and right. I wish he would have got it, because I like Bruce Campbell more than oh, that Oh, no, guy. I like that guy. He's... That guy seems like he has a face I want to punch. Oh, I can kind of see that. I just but don't like him. He's, like, he's nice. He's good in this movie. Yeah, he's fine. He wasn't a dick in Nip Tuck until maybe midway through I've the show. I've never seen then... Nip Tuck. You know what? I watched it, like, all of the time, and it's really weird to me that I watched it, because it's, like, not the kind of thing I would be into, but I was so into it Nip Tuck. Maybe because it was Ryan Murphy. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's probably why. Uh, so we get, yeah, we get introduced to Peter. He's, like, at his little gorilla house. This whole gorilla house, so 90s. It's my dream. We got retro Taco Bell wrappers everywhere, oh and I forgot, and I was like, wait, how come Taco Bell's featured? And then looks it up, and I remember, I got a Taco Bell watch of Congo when I was a kid. Taco Bell had a special volcano burrito line when this movie came out. <laughs> there was Doom on the computer playing. Like, this house was, or his trailer. And filled with gorilla stuff. Yeah. It was awesome. And also filled with a gorilla named Amy. Oh, Amy. Sweet Amy. I Good saw, Amy. I saw this movie quite a few times as a kid, and I don't remember Amy at all. Really? I remember all the characters. Amy I was remember... my favorite character in this whole movie. <laughs> I loved Amy. She's oh. so sweet. So, like, Amy is... Peter has developed this technology. Uh, he taught Amy sign language, and then there's this technology where it can, like, come through, uh, like, Stephen Hawking, basically. He didn't develop it. He was showing a video of another scientist who developed it for humans that couldn't speak, and they used sign language, and it would talk for them. Oh, yeah. He just jacked it and put it on an ape. Put it on an ape. All right. But still. Well, but still. whatever. She's still talking <laughs> and expressing herself, and it was beautiful, and poor Amy... 
has nightmares, which is really sad to me. I was very sad. I didn't. I don't like to think about sweet little gorillas having bad dreams. Makes me sad. <laughs> so they, I don't know. They suddenly, oh Tim Curry's character is like, I want to pay for your expedition. Yeah, he's so Peter is giving like a lecture about Amy's ability to communicate, and Tim Curry's in the audience. And you see him with a little ring that has a symbol on it that matches all of the symbols in Amy's painting. I wrote Illuminati, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a little bit Illuminati. It kind of was. So you know that he has some nefarious reasons for wanting to go, but he's like, oh, yeah, I'm... Oh, no, actually, he's like, I am rich businessman from Romania. I am a do-gooder. I will fund your trip. I know I'm sounding more Russian, but I can't really nail a Romanian accent, so. Um, yeah. It was weird seeing Tim Curry play a character that wasn't the main role. Yeah, I don't care if he's bad or good, but like, it was a very B character. Like, no development really on Tim Curry's part. Really? I thought I thought he did a really good job with his role. I mean, his accent was a spot we, uh, on. Well, we're not we're not to the the main star of the show yet, so no. we'll talk about him when we get to him. But, um, so, yeah, they go on this expedition to the Congo so Laura Linney can, like, find the diamond, find the giant diamond that What's-His-Name found. I thought the way Peter and Laura Linney and everyone met up was just the most weird, half-assed way ever. Like, Laura Linney, who works for the super expensive company, is going alone, which is confusing. Uh-huh. Meets up with this crew of gorilla friends. Who are going to go release Amy into the, the jungle. And Tim Curry's character. Like, why would this rich company not have a team for her there? I was thinking the same thing. You motherfuckers have, like, a bazillion dollar satellite in space. You have all of this money to fund 8,000 missions. Yeah, three at this. In like, the, why does Laura Linney have to tag on to this weird, like... And she gets to them as they're about to leave on the plane. She's yeah. like, oh, we need to join your... We need to hop aboard with you. Like, what? Oh, huh? you guys suddenly need money? I've got stacks on stacks By the way, I have 56000 but I apparently can't just, like, charter my own fucking plane? Yeah. Why? What? I mean, they do kind of explain it later that they're using the release of monkey to get across the border. Yeah, that's true, because this was after Gorillas in the Midst, and... <laughs> it's a sequel to Gorillas in the Midst. They said, they were like, boy, oh boy, we do not want to be seen by Americans as mistreating gorillas, so you are safe with that gorilla. Like, yeah. no one's going to fuck with and you because you, you have that gorilla. Wait, who had a camera? They talked about having a camera. Remember Gorillas in the Midst? I was little when I saw that, and that fucked me up. Oh, my God. I still, in my head, can, like, see the scene where the gorilla is, like, they, like, cut off his head, and they cut off his arms, and they cut off his legs. And I was, like, I was, like, clearly I was scarred from that as a child. I was, like, what, that, what, huh? That happened in real life? Like, what the fuck? How could anybody hurt a gorilla? 90s was all about the primate movies. Let's talk about it. Like, we had Mighty Joe Young. We had Girls in the Mist. We had Congo. What was the one where the girl had a little monkey in her backpack that would steal stuff? Monkey. Oh, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about, though? It was like I a Disney so, movie. Oh, yeah. Like, 
monkeys and gorillas were just hot monkeys, in the 90s. Yeah, primates were really big in the 90s. I mean, in my heart, they're always still really big. <laughs> like, they take up a lot of space in my brain. Um, part Now, I'm torn. Do I, like, I don't want to go to Africa. No. There's lions. Yeah, I know, big But cats. you know what else there is? Fucking chimps and gorillas just hanging out all the time. And I feel like they would accept... I feel like they would accept me like they accepted Jane Goodall. Like, I could just wander into the forest and the girls would be like, okay, just chill out there and we'll let you hang out with us. <laughs> right? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. No, it would not happen, baby. <laughs> I want to take a quick second to talk about the toys of this movie real quick. As a kid, I had a lot of the Jurassic Park toys and I would get a lot of the Congo toys too. I don't know. Parents bought me Congo toys. But I would just use them for Jurassic Park because they were the same size, same format, everything. But why would they make toys for this movie? Like it I seems don't know. Weird. It's, it is weird because this wasn't a like a kid movie. No, I mean I didn't see it until now. I don't know. But they were like full on action figures, and you could buy like the evil apes. You could buy all of the main characters. It's so weird. Did you think they like? Were they trying to make this, like, a revamped... Oh, no, it was Michael Crichton, so it's not like it was just some weird screenplay. I was going to say, do you think that was they were trying to, like, riff on Planet of the Apes? I could kind of see but that. It's, just, it's Michael Crichton being Michael Crichton, man. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. That guy just loves weird animals going crazy and <laughs> fucking medical dramas, right? Am I right? <laughs> I was always, like... If I'm thinking back on 90s movies, I wish they would have made toys for them. Do you remember, like, Deep Blue Sea? Or... Yes. Like, I want a little LL Cool J in, like, a chef's outfit with a parrot on his shoulder and a shark toy. Oh, my God. See, when you... When I talk about 90s movies, though, I always go to, like, 90s thriller. So, like, my 90s action figures would be, like, Michael Douglas and Gwyneth Paltrow from that movie I can never remember <laughs> the name of that What's I love. What's it about? Or, like, it's a Hitchcock remake of Dial M for Murder, um, and I can never remember what it's called, but it's like, I love this movie. It's with Michael Douglas, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Viggo Mortensen, and Gwyneth Paltrow and Viggo Mortensen are having an affair, and Michael Douglas finds out, and he, like, pays Viggo Mortensen to, like, go kill Gwyneth Paltrow, and it's just this whole crazy... I think I know what you're talking about, but I can't It's so good, and I can't think of the name of it, because... What was the... Is it Murder by Numbers? The... Sandra Bullock. Yeah, Sandra Bullock. I've never seen it. It's good. Never seen it. But imagine a toy of that. Man, 90s thrillers... They were on fucking best. Was the Bone Collector a 90s thriller? Yeah. That was a good movie. Late 90s. Yeah. I think so. That was in the 90s. Anyways, sorry guys, we got a little sidetracked. Um, they're on the plane. Amy does not like Laura Linney. She keeps calling her ugly, ugly, girl, woman, ugly woman. And I loved it. But like, in Amy's defense, Laura Linney was being kind of a bitch. Yeah. Like, lose the fucking attitude, girl. She's like, I'm a sci- like, she's all like, I'm a scientist. And then she's like, He's like, she's like, well, you and Amy belong in the jungle. Like, man, you're a fucking woman of science. You proclaim, like, why wouldn't you be more impressed with the fact that this fucking like gorilla has learned how to use sign language and communicate? You fucking cunt. <laughs> it doesn't seem to affect her at all. That, that would Amy be can talk. honestly, if I had a gorilla sitting in front of me using sign language to communicate, I, that I don't think I could see anything better in my life. Like to me. <laughs> 
seriously. I'm not joking. Like, that would be such a miracle of life and wonder. And, like, I would be so amazed and be like, wow, you're really bridging the gap between primate and human here. Like, that's amazing. I was just trying but to imagine. No, she's just a fucking cunt. Just trying to imagine other animals doing sign language and imagine a sloth just going really slow to, like, get a word out. Oh, my out. God. <laughs> you would just do peace sign all the time. Amy gets fucking. Drunk. Amy slams a She's martini. A Amy's a good time. Like she smokes a cigar yeah, or she, maybe a cigar. It might be funny pot cigarette. <laughs> Who knows? She gets drunk. She's and she talks actually, shit to Laura Linney. Like she's popping pills and bananas nonstop. Yeah, this bitch can party, and I am ready. Like my like Meredith says in the office, let's have a beer sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hang oh. out with Amy the gorilla. The guy from Eddie and the Cruisers is in this. Joe Pantalone. Oh, why they're on the plane? Who's the pilot? You guys know who the, the pilot, pilot is? Jimmy fucking Buffett. Jimmy Buffett, who also makes an appearance in... Uh, lo- Wait, what's the new... Ger- the, uh, Jurassic World. Jurassic too. World, yes. Or Jurassic no, the first World. one when he's got the martinis. And margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jimmy Buffett, you guys. And then the second plane they're in, the guy that's flying the plane looks so much. (laughs) Oh, man, I forgot his name. Wild Thornberry's dad. Yeah, Nigel. Nigel Thornberry. He's got the giant mustache. He's got that smile. (laughs) This is just a prequel to the Wild Thornberries. Unfortunately, that plane got shot down. Sorry. He jumped out. They all jumped out. Yeah, they did. And they reminded me of. um, Remember that? Like, the motivational posters from the 90s, where it was, like, a picture of something, and then it was, like, like, determination, or, like, <laughs> well, like when they were all jumping out of the plane after it got hit, it reminded me of the skydiving one, where it was, like, teamwork. <laughs> I did notice, or at this point I wrote, Amy, the whole Amy aspect of this movie is bananas to me, pun intended, <laughs> but, like... You have this whole plot line, but then you also have a talking monkey. Like, what were they thinking? I'm so sorry to have to say this to you. A gorilla's not a monkey. A gorilla's an ape. Sorry. I'm sorry. Please be respectful. (laughs) They land finally in Africa, and we meet Joe Pantalone, Eddie. Hell yeah! This guy plays the most typecast character in the world. He plays the same guy in Eddie and the Cruisers. Yeah! He's the exact same guy. A brash asshole. Yeah, and I, you know, he's one of those guys, I just don't understand. Like, how did that guy get a career in Hollywood? Like, he's ugly, he's weird, he's, like, a woman couldn't get a role like him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a woman that was that... What am I trying to say? I'm drunk. Who's on the same level of unattractiveness, attractiveness as him? Yeah. Wouldn't be able to get a job in Hollywood. Yet this guy has continued to, like, make money. I mean, he's probably dead now. I don't even know. He's 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 probably not. But we also get introduced in this scene to the real fucking star of this movie. Oh my god. Monroe Kelly, Mr. Ernie fucking Hudson himself, flexing those acting chops. Smooth like fucking butter on a fucking monkey's head. Uh, (laughs) What? Smooth as fucking butter on a fucking monkey's head? 
I meant to say smooth as melted butter on a bald monkey's head, but I forgot the two most <laughs> important <laughs> words of that. And part of that. Oh my god, I'm like drunk right now. Anyways, you guys, he was amazing in this fucking movie. He really was. His accents, his attitude, he was just. I believed him. I was like, that's not Ernie Hudson. That his is fucking Ro Kelly. His voice was like, it was like a. It was like molasses pouring out of a jar. It was just like so smooth and like love. It was like better than Morgan Freeman's voice. It was Honestly, really good. I think it was like almost on par with LeVar Burton's voice. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. He also said that this was his most favorite role that he's done in his career. I can see. I can believe it because he's just cool as a fucking I remember him being in the movie. I don't remember him being that good in the movie. This next scene, they go to like a dictator's house or a mob boss or I don't know who this guy was. I thought he was involved in the government somehow. He was like a military general. This whole scene just felt like they were trying to make a really comedic part. Like Tim Curry's character got yelled at. They hand off money so they can get into the jungle, and he, like, staples the bag shut. He's like, no piggies. <laughs> Stop eating my sesame cake. Yeah. But, yeah, this is, like, the whole interactions while they were in there just Yeah, so that's, because that's comedy. how they got, like, the soldiers. Or, yeah. I mean, were they soldiers? I thought they were. Like, I thought he soldiers? was a military guy, and they were like, here, we're going to give you eight bazillion dollars to give us some... Men and give us our truck back so we can go release this gorilla in the wild and also find the diamond to make a giant satellite. Laser. Yeah. And he finds out that Laura Linney was in the CIA and he's like, bitch, I know all about you. Like, don't (laughs) even pretend. Like, these people don't know shit about you. But guess who does? Me. I do. And I'm going to tell all these people here. Fuck you. It's also nice because it's the first time that he's like, I want Tim Curry out of here. I know all about you, too. And you're like, well, that was quick. Like, now we know Tim Curry's kind of a shady character. Well, I mean, you kind of always know Tim Curry's a yeah, shady character. They just, like, laid on the table that scene. When hasn't Tim Curry been a shady character? Uh, Clue. <laughs> <laughs> Except for in one ending where he is the killer. I bet he's I bet he's done some... I love Clue. ...proper Shakespeare work. Oh, right? he's got I mean, to have. clearly... There's a scene where we had this landscape. I think they're getting ready or something. And you see these tall, beautiful trees. And I wrote, let's talk about fucking giraffes. Because I was expecting, like, something about... I don't want to talk about bestiality on this show. That's really gross. I'm sorry. (laughs) But we need to. really gross. (laughs) No. You see this landscape, and I expected animals to come running across. (laughs) But, like, giraffes pop their head around the tree. Like, hello. It was so cute. Giraffes are so fucking weird. Giraffes. Okay, so I just showed showed Danny this um, old stand-up bit from Jamie Foxx from a special called, like, You Might Need Security, or I Need Security, or something like that. He does this whole bit about Africa, but I didn't show you the part where he talks about giraffes and how they're, like, sexy almost, and he's like, he's like, they have their... They're big ass lashes and they're always like <laughs> fanning their eyelashes at you and then he compares Prince later on to like a beautiful giraffe and he doesn't know it's really funny. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, this is the part where I said the guy flying is Nigel Thornberry. I guess this is the plane that the When they're shooting the Yeah. They're getting shot at from the ground because it's a time of very civil unrest in Africa. 
and they're getting shot out of the air, and uh, they're like sh- shooting the missiles away with flare guns, which, which is, is smart. Pretty smart. They all jump out, and they all have bright red parachutes. And I thought to myself, if you are being shot at, and people want to kill you, why have the most bright, obnoxious parachute well, to show where you're landing? Know that like it's not like they can pick your parachute. They're like, oh, my plane's going down. Oh, all you have is red? Mm. <laughs> this Do you go maybe have, like, a taupe or maybe, like, a moss green? <laughs> would you ever jump off a plane? If it was falling, yes. I honestly don't know if my body would allow me to jump out of a plane, even if it was falling. Like, I don't, I don't I would, know. I don't think I would do it for fun, but I wouldn't, like, if the plane was going to crash, I'd be like, all I right, I think I would well. have to have somebody push me out. Like, I've jumped off one of those crazy high diving boards before. I mean, I too. Those are scary. I didn't like it. My body turned to jello halfway down. I thought you I was going to die. You know what's scary to me? Or no. What's scary to me than skydiving is bungee jumping. Like a giant fucking rubber band. What if it fucking breaks? Because guess what? You're on a giant rubber band. I've seen like... I know it's a joke in movies where you bounce up and then you hit your head on the thing. But it's a giant rubber... You don't know what's happening. You know what? I don't... I get enough thrill when I'm on like a fucking trampoline and I have to (laughs) stop myself from pissing my pants. Like that's that's enough thrill for me. I don't need to jump out of a goddamn airplane. (laughs) Fuck that. Fuck that. So this is the part of the movie where they switch gears, and actually this part of the movie is called Hungry Hungry Hippos, the movie. Oh, yeah, it is. It's, why don't they show hippos being as vicious as they are in movies more often? Because Wait, hippo- we're missing. Uh, we're missing stuff. Do I stopped writing have... things down. Go ahead. Okay, you... First off, so their plane crashes, yep. right? They jump out, they're on parachutes. They camp out for the night. They're woken up in the middle of the night by the sounds of crazy monkeys and apes. And they're like, what the fuck is that? Oh my God, what's going on? It was just a bunch of monkeys in mating season. Getting frisky with another. But that would scare the shit out of me. If I was at the yurt and I woke up to like the forest surrounding me. Just going ape shit. Filled with the sounds of animals having sex. Like loud ass sex. I would be like, what the fuck is happening right now? You know what I wanted to happen at that scene? So he says that Ernie Hudson's just sitting there smoking a cigar or cigarette or wacky tobacco. And the full moon shone. And then I just wanted, remember in Ace Ventura when nature calls was like, yeah. Like, all the animals in the forest just doing the head bob thing. They're doing it. So then there's a flash flood. Yep, yep. And then there's there's a tribe all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. A ghost tribe. Yeah. They're all painted in, like, white. And they're and doing they, sick beats. Yeah, they, they do. Um, they lead them to the body of somebody. Oh, yeah, hold on. The guy from Deadwood and uh, the Danny McBride show on HBO. What is it called? When he's the baseball player. Why can't oh, I think of it? Oh, Eastbound and Down. Eastbound and Down. He's, it's, his name's John Hawks. Yeah. He's, you know him from everything. And he's I, a great... He's, so, he's in Deadwood. He has like a huge role in Deadwood. And he's really good. I know him from a lot of Tarantino movies. Eastbound and down. But I didn't know who he was Loaded until he screamed. Because I feel like he screams a lot in movies. Yeah. He's like, oh, he I know that guy. He has a very distinctive mouth when it's, yeah, yelling. 
There's also a sing-along of the mamas and the papas along the fucking river in the Congo, which is a totally believable thing that would happen. Totally in Africa. Yeah. I think so. Oh, just kidding. Because you know what? Spontaneous (laughs) sing-alongs don't happen fucking anywhere. I wish they did because I would participate all the time. (laughs) So they're on this uh, rapids. (laughs) You want to talk about fucking rapids and whitewater rafting? I'm not impressed. Unless you have a fucking blindfold on now. Thanks, Bird Box. Thanks. That's the only bird box channels they should be doing is whitewater rafting bird box. I don't want to see you. We need to go back through, edit all these '90s movies, and put blindfolds on over everybody. When oh my god! Because '90s was a big time for whitewater rafting. Remember, like when whitewater rafting got really popular. Do you I remember? Do. Like you could go on vacations to go. Like it was a huge thing that all of a sudden everyone was like, "Oh my god, whitewater rafting!" You know, it doesn't sound fun to me. Whitewater rafting. No, are you joking? I was a big water sports guy growing up because I grew up on a lake. I love kneeboarding. I love tubing. I love skiing. Whitewater rafting is a suicide note. It's like I'm going to go on a little inflatable raft down crazy rivers where there's rocks and I might die. Yeah. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Yay. Without a blindfold. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) It's all those fucking Mountain Dew commercials getting me hyped to do this. What the hell? It's such bullshit. Live in moss. Why do people need such adrenaline and, like, I calm the fuck Just down? Just do drugs. Just do drugs. <laughs> Watch Cheers. <laughs> like, have fun. Totally. <laughs> Make a scarf. Like, live moths, guys. <laughs> Make a scarf, live moths. <laughs> Make a scarf, get wild. <laughs> Just calm down, I'm everyone. knitting some gloves. Girl, you better calm yourself. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't Friday night. Uh, um, so now, now they're in the lake. Now they're in the dark of night, and it's nightly darkness. Softly paddling down the river. Ernie Hudson's got his little flashlight mm-hmm. watching that river. And then, oh no, what happens? A bump. Oh no. Something, <laughs> is... <laughs> <laughs> Something is slum under one of the rafts. What could it be? Sure. Oh no. I see something. Oh, I see a giant mass. Oh no, oh no. It's a hippo! Hungry, hungry hippos! hippos. (laughs) (laughs) So they get the fucking (coughs) shit attacked out of them by a hippo. I think it destroys two rafts. It takes one guy in and he survives for some reason, but hippos are. Hippo attacks? Hold on. Hippos are no fucking joke. Hippo attacks are no joke. I'm going to right now look up hippo deaths. Per year. Hippopotamus. You guys. How many? Drop it. Drop it. Oh my god. Drop it. Guess. Guess. A hundred. More. Four hundred. More. A thousand? Five hundred. Oh. Thousand. (laughs) Wait, how many? Five hundred. That's a lot. A year. Five hundred people a year. That's a lot. That's a lot of people getting killed by wait, hippos wait, wait, wait. every year. Now check how many people die by lions. Let's see. What I the... think it's 120. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, and noses by heart. I did look that up not that long ago. I think lions is 120. Are you telling me that the hippo, the hippopotamus? Oh, 250. It's the about 250. is more dangerous than the lion. But see, this one says 70 people. So what's the average between seven, 70 and 250? I bet it's what I said. 70, 250 divided by 2, 160. What did I say? 150. I'm right. This has been Ann Schuster's 
big cat attack. Animal talk. Yeah, animal talk. Watch out for your African wildlife with Angie. <laughs> so we are an hour and 15 minutes into an hour and 45 minute movie. Hold on. Yeah. You remember on SNL when Tracy Morgan would do Brian Fellows, the animal guy, and he'd be like, I'm Brian Fellows. And he would like, <laughs> be like, this is my cat. I'm Brian Fellows. Oh, it was so good. (laughs) Sorry, anyways. (laughs) So so we're 100... 100, We're an hour and 15 minutes into an hour and 45 minute movie, and we finally get to Congo. And, yeah. And we finally... Amy tried... Amy... Amy meets gorillas. Good Amy. Trying to make friends. They don't want to be her friend, Not at first. They were like, get the fuck out of here. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Then Amy meets bad gorillas. So we finally meet these zombie white gorillas. Like, their faces are all jacked. They're all white. They're all... Yeah, they're... And they're not technically gorillas, because they're always like, Oh, it's not a gorilla, but it's in the same family. Wait. Can I... We don't really get any answers about these gorilla. Like, what are they? they? Were... Where... There were watchdogs for the diamonds that these this oh, tribe, okay. like, not, okay. not engineered, but raised to guard the diamonds. Okay, gotcha. And now they're just full of toxic ape masculinity. <laughs> not all apes. They need to get gelatin. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. So, they get to the camp. Right? There's no bodies. There's no supplies from the slaughtered team. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's nothing out there. It seems fine at first. Where'd all those stuff go? That's so weird. I don't know. The the apes took it. Like, even all the equipment and stuff? Sure. Okay. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. They didn't really explain it. They go into the caves to, like... Yes. Mostly, what's his name is really digging on finding finding those diamonds or the treasure. Tim Curry wants the diamonds. He wants the goods. He wants to fill his pockets with those sweet. sweet I thought he was more of a bad guy, but he's just a greedy guy. He never really like fucked anyone over, but his greed got him killed. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Doesn't it? So the zombies attack, and we lose. What's the curly haired dude that helped train the monkey? Very oh, we don't dude. know. I don't know what his name was. Yeah. That guy. You that know, guy. You know who he is, guys. He always He's plays that guy. the tweaky, you know. nerdy dude. They set up camp right after being attacked mm. in the same place. Right in the same place. Why not? We're safe here. Well, you didn't say that they got attacked. So they they go into this cave. They get attacked. And they get attacked by the fucking gorillas. And they're like, oh my god, oh no, what's going on? We better set up camp right, right. here. <laughs> but... It, not Amy. Laura Linney. Laura Linney's got, like, every fucking gadget in the book. Mm-hmm. Lasers that cut. Machine guns. Like, she already has lasers that cut. Why she has, like, auto... She has, like, the machine guns that are automatic and will go off if somebody trips something and will just be like... Like, if someone walks across the wire. Like, where did you get that, bitch? You're a telecommunications company. Why do you have that? They're not a telecommunications company. I think something's up. They're a, they're a weapons company, yeah, right? probably. They've got to be a weapons company. They're camped out. They have all their gear set up for the night, right? Oh, no. What happens? Oh, a gorilla tries to break through the lasers! But don't worry, guys. The machine gun mauls him down, but then there's... 
so many more gorillas trying to get through. Break. It's just a hot mess of gorillas and lasers and guns and Laura Ernie L- Hudson. And- <laughs> <laughs> Laura Linney even says, if we have so much set up here, it's going to look like the 4th of July if someone tries to cross paths. And then at some point, when things are going haywire... It really looks like the 4th of July. There's like laser light shows going. There's the fireworks. I American where at least I know I'm free. <laughs> from apes. <laughs> We're not free from apes. Don't think oh, yeah. that. Don't, don't think that. We live, we live close to a zoo. We're not free from anything. That is true. They could get out. They're waiting. So they wake up refreshed the next morning. No attacks. They're feeling fine. great. Feeling good. How, How are you? you? So they go deeper into it again? Yeah, they're like, let's go back. You know what? We got viciously, terrifyingly mauled here last night. But you know what we're going to do? Go back. Take two. In. Let's do this. We're going to do it again. And they... Second time's a charm. They did. So they go back in. Tim Curry finds all of his... They some... Oh, they fall through some hole. Oh, yeah. Because there's also a volcano happening, which is going to erupt any day, which is a really good time to go search this yeah. place. So, like, everything's shaking all the time. They fall through holes. They fall through a hole. They end up in the magical, mystical place that Tim Curry has been trying to find. And, like, there's diamonds everywhere. Diamonds are... Tim Curry yeah. starts stuffing them down his pants and in his ears, whatever. And then the monkeys come out of... Or, sorry, I did it. Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. I apologize to our ape friends. The ape escape happens. The ape escape. (laughs) Make them take them. So they come out uh, of their holes. I don't know why, but the way it's set up, it made me think of like an amphitheater. And yeah. I really wanted it to become like a musical of like them coming out like, we're here to stop you. It's like cats, <laughs> but with gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> Zombie gorillas. You can't take our diamonds. So there's just like a whole big melee that ensues. At one point, I wrote down monkey knife fight in giant letters in homage to Did my... Did not happen. One of my most favorite... Well, the one... Mo- the one ape I know, reached, I was excited. He reached for the knife, and I was ready, because that's one of my most favorite Simpsons quotes, is <laughs> you'll never know the simple joys of a monkey knife fight. <laughs> Tim Curry gets his head smashed in. Our, our boy Peter, I like how he's like, I don't like guns. And she hands him a gun, and he becomes like an expert shot with the mm. gun. If someone handed me a gun, even though I went to a gun range a few times as a kid, I don't think I could shoot shit. I always think that, too. Like, I've shot a gun. Yeah. I know. Like, I've shot I've shot a rifle. I've shot a shotgun. I've shot a pistol. Like, I've shot all different kinds of guns multiple times. Do I? I don't think I would be able. Because every time somebody, I did it, it was like, this is loaded and ready to go. All you got to do is point it and shoot. Like, I don't know how to fucking load a gun or make sure the safety's on. I mean, I could do that, some of it, maybe, maybe, at this point in my life. I'm talking about, like, the technical shit. But, like, I would aim and steady and watch the sight and shoot and maybe get close to this target. This monkey's, like, jumping across the thing and he shoots, like, three bullets straight into it. Like, Peter's alive. I'm a good shot. You know what I, I, when I would shoot, shoot it wasn't even. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And you know who shot him out of the fucking air you? the first time they did it? This bitch right here. I'm fucking good. Like, 
I impress people with my gun shooting I was, abilities. I always made it on the target when I shot. Oh, Annie Oakley. Oh my god. This is when the movie goes fucking haywire. We get lasers. We get lava. We get just insanity. Amy, mother. <laughs> yeah, Amy convincing other monkeys to leave Peter alone because she's saying mother and stroking his I head. I am his mother. Amy, mother. Amy, <laughs> hug. Good, Amy. <laughs> I wrote the floor as lava is no joke. Because oh, because everything was lava at that point. I couldn't remember why I wrote that. <laughs> and Laura Linney then blasted them all with a laser. She finds a diamond in her dead Bruce Campbell's hand and puts it into a gun and becomes like a science fiction is superhero. How, is that how lasers work? You I guess so. A, stick a diamond in the thing and it It was the, the most laser? sci-fi shit ever. She was just like cutting through all of them. She cut through trees and then she... Oh, we're not there yet. But they escape. Shooting she lasers. She did cut through a tree. A yeah. big tree. Yeah. Like a tree big enough to make a bridge across the But that's the not even the most canyon. impressive part of this laser gun. Is once they all get out and they're setting up their hot air balloon, she calls the big evil boss dude and is like, Hey, your son's dead. And he's like, I don't care. Did you get that diamond? That was his son? Yeah. That was his son? Yeah. That was his son. Sure. No, because she, yeah, she brought it up many times. She's like, what's he do? Oh, I thought he was squatting. No, he's trying to walk But she was like, me. your son's dead, or Peter's dead, or whatever. Not Peter. And he's like, did you get the diamond? And she's like, I told you what would happen. I told you if you didn't care about your Daddy, son. are you sure? He... I promise you. Are you sure? She brought it up twice. Make sure they have the same last name on IMDb. Hold up. Hey. Um... I'm going to stand by my statement that a flamethrower is the best weapon ever. I don't give a fuck. I would have much rather had a flamethrower. Before we get... Hold on. R.B. Travis is the evil dude's name. And Bruce Campbell's character... It's Charles Travis. You were right. I was wrong. Well... Side note, I'm going to ruin it because I don't want him to do it. Um... Aaron, we were discussing what to get you for Christmas. He's like, I want to get Anna Flamethrower finally because she talks about the thing. Oh so I was like, God! that's so dangerous. And he looked up how much they work. So he was going to get you. They're expensive. I've looked. I know. I've looked. They're pricey. Maybe someday. Someday. Oh my God. That would be the best <laughs> Flamethrower. Oh. You imagine you opening that on Christmas? I would be so excited. <laughs> oh my God. If you got me a flamethrower. <laughs> like acting like I just opened a flamethrower. Guess what? <laughs> Don't tease me. Don't tease me. So, God, how much would we love a fucking flamethrower right now? We could just go fucking. Is that legal? I don't give a fuck. No one gives a fuck. So it snowed today for the first time in Michigan all winter, like fully snowed. A lot. It sucks. But we're drinking in the house watching comedy. And I'm going to buy a flamethrower and just melt all the <laughs> snow off of my sidewalks and driveway and it will be fine. All right, let's 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 finish up this movie because we're right at the end. Okay. Evil boss dude's like, I don't care about my son. You got my diamond. And she's like, fuck yeah. your diamond and fuck your satellite. She puts it, this coordinates in and shoots this gun laser up into the satellite in the sky. Yeah. This is sci-fi shit. It is completely realistic. And oh, okay. And totally Elon Musk told me so. 
The same guy that's going to get us your flamethrower. Oh my god, what if Elon Musk is like creating a super species of primates and humans? I bet he is. <gasps> what a dick. And he's got that super underground car travel thing. But and it's, it's also space car space traveling. Car. Oh my god, he's got cars everywhere. <laughs> Does he have an underground car? It's like a railway that he was developing that can go, like, faster than anything across America. Like, under... Really? Yeah, I don't know if it actually happened. I know he was talking about it. His mom looks like uh, <laughs> mom from Futurama. I know. And it's... But she's a babe. Like, she's, a, she's good looking. <laughs> but she still has that steely, oh, fuck, that lady would probably chop my She'd head off me. if I crossed her. So that was Congo, baby. I liked it a lot. I it liked was it very a lot. 90s. I I would like to watch Island of Doctor Moreau or Isle of Doctor Moreau one one of these days. I think that would be a funny podcast. I have to that do. on VHS. Let's do it. I think it'd be fun. I like this. I liked everybody in it. Ernie Hudson is the star. What a king! My God, like I know. He, what a smooth motherfucker. Jesus, you can come read me bedtime stories. Ernie Hudson, Tim Curry, Laura uh, Linney, Laura Linney, that guy from Nip Tuck, Bruce Campbell, that guy from Eddie and the Cruisers. This is the best movie ever. Well, no, (laughs) it's no Wicker Man. That's right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of uh, Bourbon and Blood. I did mention this was our last episode, but that was a joke because we're not uh, we're not going anywhere. Did you say what that at the beginning? I was like. This is our 50th episode. Finally, we're done. <laughs> but yeah, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> I didn't even We it. like doing this. It's fun. It is. Uh, I get to get drunk. So we get to get there. drunk and talk about movies, and some people listen to us. Yeah. Leave us a fun review, too. Leave us comments. Talk to us. Talk shit about me. I yeah. love it. <laughs> oh, that'd get real sad. See, I feel like, <laughs> Aaron, do I'll that. do it. Aaron, leave a, leave a five-star review, but write something really bitchy about me. <laughs> Be like that, and boy, what a cunt. Damn! <laughs> All right, well, thank you, and uh, thank you for listening for 50 episodes. Woo! Yeah, woo! All right. Bye! Bye!